This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. So um, we've talked over the past few weeks, we've talked about boundaries and self-esteem and self-worth and things like that. So in the um, kind of continuing the theme of self-care and doing things to take care of ourselves, like um, protecting ourselves from things, I want to talk to you today about judgment, good judgment, good, um, that kind of that gut feeling and what it means to really trust our judgment and understand our judgment. And the reason that I'm talking to you about this is I really think that having good judgment about things is one of the most important things um, for that self-care, self-preservation. Because when we have those gut feelings, those are there to protect us. They are, we feel those things because they're, it's basically like a, a warning that our brain is giving us, that there's something that we really need to pay attention to. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you about this is because so many people do not trust their judgment or they think that they don't have good judgment. And in my experience, most of the time when I have these conversations with people, especially clients, where they'll say, you know, I really want to work on making better choices, having better judgment, because I keep getting myself in these situations, whether it's relationships or whatever, where I, I end up hurt or something bad happens, and I just, you know, I should have known to make a better choice. Well, when I have these conversations, a lot of the times what I end up finding and what we talk about is um, the fact that the judgment is correct. The judgment exists. Like the good gut feeling, that good judgment that people generally have it. We just don't listen to it. You know, we will have that gut check where we're like, oh gosh, you know, I don't, I feel something is wrong with this. Something's off. But all too often we just continue to move forward with whatever it is that we were doing. And we don't stop long enough to listen to it, let alone understand what it's trying to tell us. And when you can't stop and look at it and listen to it and understand it, then there's no way you're going to make a different choice. So I'm here to tell you that um, you have good judgment. You may not always listen to it. You may not always follow it, but chances are you have good judgment. Now, some people probably struggle with this. And there are people who legitimately do not have good judgment, but I just, I, I don't know. I tend to believe that unless it's like um, related to some kind of bigger mental health issue that um, really prevents you from being able to have good judgment, like maybe you're very impulsive and you have issues with um, kind of uh, self-awareness and, you know, that can stem from lots of different mental health issues. And for some people it's mild, um, like the spontaneity or impulsivity is, is mild and really with practice and effort, you can learn to recognize it and stop. But there for other people, it's a legitimate problem where they're so spontaneous. I'm sorry, impulsive. I keep saying spontaneous. They're so impulsive and that is a chemical imbalance. There's something going on chemically in their brain that's causing that. But I'm talking to the like 
people that don't struggle with serious mental health issues that maybe don't have it, something like borderline or bipolar or ADD or ADHD, where it's not a serious issue, but maybe you just have a hard time sometimes with choices. You don't always make the right decisions. So those are that I'm talking to you if you are on the milder side of that. Um, and so basically, I think that encompasses most people where at some point we all can say, well, I could have known or should have known better, but I did this thing other anyway, whether it's I stayed in a relationship I shouldn't have been in, or I got in a relationship I shouldn't have been in and then stayed in it when I shouldn't have. I, you know, I trusted someone when I knew I shouldn't. I did this thing and went along with it when I knew I shouldn't. I, you know, said yes to something that I should have said no to. I mean, you can apply that to so many aspects of work, whether it's life or parenting, you know, work, whatever, anything, anything in life you can say, well... I knew better and I did this anyway. So with that general perspective in mind, just be really thinking about what that means to have good judgment because we call them lots of things, you know, we call them red flags or, you know, my radar is up, my alarm bells are ringing. Like people refer to these things in different ways, just depending on kind of, I don't know, or what you've heard, what you like, and what sticks. But at the end of the day, it all refers to the same thing, which is that there is some thing that we feel, whether it's a pit in the pit of your stomach, you know, that sick feeling, or that nagging worry, that, you know, something in your mind or in your body is feeling a certain way or questioning a certain thing. And a lot of the times when we have that kind of reaction to something or we have this thought or question or uneasiness, that is your body and your brain trying to communicate with you and trying to tell you that you're not okay or that there's something wrong with the situation that you're in. And a lot of the times, you know, when I teach people about coping skills, whether it's for anxiety or for depression, one of the most important things to consider is your body. You know, are you, if you are worried about something, then most likely you have a lot of thoughts that are racing or, you know, you might feel a little sweaty. You might want to cry. You might have a stomach ache. You might have a headache and that, you know, yeah, sometimes those can be caused by external factors. But if you experience those kinds of um, bodily physical reactions, at a time when you are in distress or you are doing something, then it's really good to stop and think like, okay, if I have this nausea feeling in my stomach or my stomach's bothering me or there's just kind of feeling in my chest, this heaviness, you know, if you learn to pay attention over time, you might find that there's a pattern and that you maybe you feel certain things in your body physically when you're experiencing certain things emotionally. So, you know, for people who do have anxiety, for example, a lot of the times it is that racing heart or that sweatiness or that feeling of being physically sick, nausea, something like that. And for a lot of people, when we sit and talk about it, that becomes a like, oh, wow, yeah, I do always get a stomach ache when I have to do this thing or I do cry when I have to do this thing or feel like I want to cry or whatever, but those are a little bit more extreme physical, like your body's yelling at you, telling you something. But a lot of the times when we are doing things in life and we have that little gut instinct, that feeling, it's not always so loud. It's not always, I want to cry or my stomach hurts. Sometimes it's just a question that you have in your mind of like, hmm, like something feels wrong about this. You know, if you're talking to someone, let's say you're 
in a relationship or a friendship with someone and they, you know, you're asking them why they didn't show up when they were supposed to or they're breaking a plan or something. If they give you an answer that you're like, hmm, that sounds kind of made up, then you're going to have some kind of gut instinct or reaction or judge, you know, judgment in your mind that's like, I'm questioning this for some reason. That is something that I want you to pay attention to. And I'm not saying that you immediately need to jump on that and accuse someone of lying to you or make major life changes based on this gut feeling. I'm saying just listen to it and explore it. Look into it some more. Because a lot of the times that first one, eh, you'll notice it and then you'll move on. What I want you to think about is the things that seem to happen on repeat. So when you're in a relationship with someone and you find yourself constantly having that question mark about something they're doing or something they're saying, um, that when it keeps coming up, that's when you probably owe it to yourself to really pause and either talk it through with someone you trust or just think about it on your own, but really taking the time to dig deep to discover Is there something I need to stop and look at? Is there a reason that I feel uneasy about this? And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of the times when I have conversations with people after a situation has happened, like after a breakup of a relationship or after um, just some kind of of an ending of something, um, when we sit and talk about it, most of the time, I find that these, you know, the people, whoever it is I'm talking to can look back at that situation and say, well, I did kind of think that was weird when they did this. Or, you know, every time they said this, I just felt like it was a little odd. I didn't really trust that. Um, I've had people very honestly say, you know what, actually this has happened before and I just didn't tell you about it, but this is a repeated behavior of this person where there may be violent or aggressive or disrespectful or cheating, infidelity in a relationship, whatever. And so a lot of the times what the mistake that we make is that we let things go when we really need to stop and think about it. And there are so many reasons why we let things go. A lot of it has to do with confrontation. You know, people don't like confrontation. So if I have to, if you do something that makes me feel uncomfortable, then for me to address it, I'm probably going to have to bring that up with you. I'm going to have to tell you that that bothered me. I'm going to have to tell you that I'm not okay with it. And then there's a possibility that you're going to respond in a way that's going to lead to an argument or a fight. And if I don't like confrontation, then I'm avoiding that like the plague. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm just going to hope it's going to go away. So I'm going to move on. And a lot of the times we, we are kind of, um, Maybe we give people a benefit, the benefit of the doubt, where we think that, you know, if they, if someone does something that makes us uncomfortable, we really don't think they're going to do it again. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, this was just a one-time thing, and then we let it go. And that's just wishful thinking for a lot of people. Now, sometimes you'll be right, and that person will never do that thing again. But more often than not, if someone behaves in a way that is concerning, if they yell or scream or hit or are aggressive or are un, you know, um, disloyal or something like that. I mean, I think, I don't want to tell you, oh, they're always going to be that way forever. I don't, I can't tell you that that's not accurate. But um, 
it just could be part of a larger picture or a larger issue that you need to be aware of. And, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking of a situation where you were, you know, in hindsight, you can see that there were red flags that you ignored, then you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And you will be able to say like, oh yeah, I saw that coming because it started happening more and more and it was a, a pattern. So I just want you to think about the fact that if someone displays a behavior that you are not okay with, it's likely that that behavior will happen again. And if you're not okay with it, then you need to be mindful of those red flags and you need to learn to trust yourself when those things come up. So if you feel uncomfortable with something, please stop and examine it. You might examine it and decide, you know what, I'm actually overreacting. I've talked it out with a friend and they've helped me realize that I was being overly sensitive or maybe I'm upset because of a pre previous relationship where someone did this, but it's really a different situation, whatever. There could be so many reasons that your initial examining of it can be dismissed and you can move on and everyone can be happy. But until you do that and until you really determine if it's something you need to address further or it's something that you can let go, then you're risking a repeat of this behavior happening again at some point in the future. And the reality is if you ignore something that bothers you and the other person that did this behavior, if they continue to do it, then you get to a point where it stops being their fault and it starts being yours because you're overlooking it or you're allowing it. And I am a true believer in the fact that um, or in the saying that we teach people how to treat us. If you do something to me that I don't like and I let it go or I kind of stay in that situation which communicates to you that you can do that to me again, then I am now teaching you that that's appropriate. That if you yell at me and I don't tell you that that's unacceptable and I just let it go, then I've communicated to you that that's okay. So you can yell at me again. Now, if I tell you, don't you dare yell at me again, if you yell at me again, I'm ending this. And then you yell at me another time and I don't end it. Well, now I've taught you that my words mean nothing, that I am just full of empty threats. And really, I'm just going to pretend to be mad in the moment or be genuinely mad in the moment, but then I'm going to move on and we'll go back. And this applies to all kinds of relationships, whether it's you know, even thinking in your work, like let's say that you have a job and the people in your job are used to being able to, you know, pawn off work on you and it's really not your responsibility, but you're just such a nice person that you'll say yes and you'll do it. Well, now you've taught them that that's appropriate because you don't say no. And every time they want you to do something, you just jump and do it. Now, if that's part of your job description, that's different. But if you know you're taking something that's not your responsibility and you're doing it just because you're afraid of confrontation, then you need to be able to look at that because otherwise what'll happen is months from now or years from now when you're miserable at your job and you're ready to quit or you're having major anxiety about going to work, you can look back and say, well, I've been unhappy in this situation for so long, but I just never addressed it. And now I just can't take it anymore. That applies to so many things in life where if we let things go, then we are going to end up being at partially at fault for them getting to this point. Because yeah, someone else may do something to you and that's their fault. But if you allow it 
and you don't do anything about it, that then becomes your responsibility because you could have stopped it by walking away or ending it. And I understand there are certain things that are much harder to walk away from or walking away is not really an easy option. Then you need to find resources and support, whether it's a therapist or, you know, family members or friends that you can turn to that will help you navigate that situation and decide what you need to do to get out of it. But staying in in silent misery is not ever going to be a good option. So you need to learn to listen to your gut and to that judgment in your mind that says, this is not a good situation for me. I need to get out of this. Or you know what? Before things get more serious in this relationship or in this job or whatever, I'm noticing that, that I have a major conflict or a major issue with the way this is going let me stop it now before it gets more serious. Now, I mean, I'll give you an example. I work with couples a lot of the time, um, married couples, and um, a huge chunk of the time, I don't want to say always because I just don't think that's fair, but very close to most of the time in my professional experience in this job, when I have a couple that comes to me for some kind of marriage counseling and they've been together for a number of years, most often whatever issue they are having in their marriage at this time is an issue that has existed for years and typically since before they even got married and had kids or whatever their situation is. So in kind of summary of that, they had issues. They were clearly, these issues were causing a major issue, a major problem in the relationship. They didn't address it. They overlooked it or they just decided to push through and get married anyway And here we are, fast forward however many years and children later, and now this issue is a deal breaker or they're just so unhappy that they're finally seeking help and support. Well, at this point, it's very difficult to repair a problem or multiple problems that are at the root of your relationship. Now, it can be be repaired, but it is very difficult. And, And a lot of the times it cannot be repaired because it's just like, you would have to untangle the entire relationship and start over, and it's very difficult. There are some couples that are able to really find a way to put a lot of that behind them and just start from here and make really good relationship choices and really respectful decisions towards each other, and they can get on a great, great pathway. But a lot of people can't. And so I want you to think about the fact that if there is a problem please don't ignore it and think that it's going to get better. It doesn't get better. Um, And this, you know, I could go into this in so much detail because I have a lot of thoughts about um, starting a marriage off with those kinds of problems existing because then there are people that just think, well, we'll just have a kid and that'll make it easier. I'm just going to tell you that doesn't work. But again, that's probably for a very different and more detailed session. But I really strongly believe if you have a feeling or a thought of questioning or concern about something, please stop and examine it because you're probably right. Most of the time, you're probably right that there is something to work on. And I'm not saying that that gut is going to lead you to ending that situation immediately. You might just need an approach that'll fix it right here and there you know, then and there in that time, and then you can move forward really, really well with that person, whether it's a work thing or a personal relationship. Um, Gut feelings don't mean, you know, cut and run forever. Sometimes it means 
stop, address it, get on the right track, and then move forward in a healthier way. But if there's something unhealthy or something wrong, and you think that ignoring it or half addressing it, like addressing it, but then really not following through on the work to fix it, if you think that that's going to work, it's not going to work. And even if it does work, it won't be a, a happy work. You know, it's not going to be very um, fulfilling. So all that to say, please listen to yourself and your judgment. If you don't have good judgment, if you strongly believe that you don't, I would encourage you to find someone to work on with that because it's at the core of so many of just kind of good life choices, you know, being able to have good judgment and good, you know, um, red flag warnings and paying attention to those. You've got to have that or else you might end up in a lot of dangerous situations or unhealthy situations. But if you have it and you just don't listen to it, then please take the time to start doing that. Um, you have full control over that. And it's sometimes it's nice to know, well, you know, cause I'll have people tell me, well, I always end up dating the wrong kind of person and I'm never going to find anyone that I can be in a relationship with that's healthy. I'm doomed to date these kinds of people. I'm like, well, that's actually not true because you're choosing to date the same kind of person. You're choosing to overlook, um, this judgment that you have that these are not good people for you. So start making different choices. Start considering that those behaviors or those red flags are something that you need to pay attention to because you obviously want something different than what you continue to do. You want to be in a relationship with someone different than this kind of person. So take the time to figure out what are the qualities you don't like and start looking for different qualities. You know, be intentional in the people you're choosing to spend your time with, whether they're friends or more intimate relationships. So I'm just a believer in if you want something better, please work on it. I, I'm not a huge fan of excuses. I'm I do I'm great at giving them, but then I'm also really good at listening when I'm being called out by my family that's like, hey, you're making excuses. And I've gotten to the point a lot of the time where I can call myself out because I'm actively working on it. I'm working on not making excuses when something's not going well and just being willing to put in the hard work. I don't always want to put in the hard work, but I at least acknowledge that if I if I choose to work harder, it'll probably get better. So that's on me to make that decision. So I'm challenging you to work harder. I'm challenging you to put in the work to really listen when you know there's something you're doing or something you're involved in that doesn't feel right stop and look at it and then make some decisions based on what you think the right choice would be. Okay. So I hope this helps you kind of look at your life and your choices a little differently and gives you a little bit of power and control there. Um, and so I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.